0: The Self-Helpful Podcast is brought to you by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping coaches to help leaders and top performers excel professionally and personally. Visit Ziggler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance.
1: You know, I'm so entrepreneurial and I always think everything's going to work and I always think it's going to work faster than it does and, and more efficiently than it does. So it's always... It always surprises me, and it never should. You'd think I'd catch on, you know, but it always surprises
0: me how hard it is. Welcome to the Ziegler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and today we are talking with Dave Ramsey, America's voice for financial peace and financial health—or can we just say money? Uh, the good things about money, that thing that dictates far too much of our lives. How can we lead it money instead of it leading us? So we took a short time with Dave really to get a pulse, a state of the union, if you would, on his views of finances in today's culture and economy. What are the trends? What's harming us most? What could help us Most And yeah, what are the trends we need to be aware of? Uh, Dave is as candid and authentic as ever and also gives us a look inside some of the workings of his empire. You can, of course, connect with all Dave has to offer. And he's got some new stuff happening at DaveRamsey.com. A quick word to our sponsors who helped bring this show to us today. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, Dave, uh, I was fortunate enough to know you long ago through my dad, Dan Miller. And when you started this financial movement, there's a lot that has happened in your business? What has come to fruition at Dave Ramsey with all your scope that you would not necessarily have guessed when you started out so long ago?
1: You know what we didn't see. We did see the huge need mm-hmm. that there was a, a gap in the marketplace that we could serve and help people, and we knew it was massive. So we we knew the thing could have scale, um, but I think we didn't know how much work it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other thing that has happened that that really out of necessity to pull something off of this size is the the leadership development around our place. Our our leadership team is unbelievable. And the amount of growth I've personally had to have in this 30 years in that particular space, um, going from being a boss to being a leader, it is it blows my mind how much things have had to change between my ears and how much uh, love I have and the soul, the richness of soul I have with our leadership team here. They are absolutely world-class. And I did not understand when we were starting, that that would not only be necessary, but that would, it would have happened.
2: Wow. So, so Dave, what, what is it that, um, you know, you always have these huge plans. We're going to roll this next thing out because you're anticipating the needs of the market. What, what was a big surprise that didn't work that you thought would, that, that kind of caught you off guard?
1: You know, I'm so entrepreneurial and I always think everything's going to work and it, I always think it's going to work faster than it does and and more efficiently than it does. So it's always, it always surprises me and it never should. You'd think I'd catch on, you know, yeah. but it always surprises me how hard it is. And, you know, like rolling out these personalities, we've got six Ramsey personalities, including me and I, you know, it's worked. They're, they're all huge names. They've all had number one best-selling books, and they're, they're world-class speakers and communicators and media hits, and, and they really are doing it. But I mean, we've been working on this seven years, you know, and it, just, it takes forever, it feels like. It's just everything's harder than you think it's going to be. That's what always surprises me.
0: I've stuck on what you said a minute ago that you had to learn to go from a boss to a leader. Give us a little bit of explanation on that.
1: Well, I mean, Kevin, you know, when you and your wife were in my living room at my card table and we're in, we're trying to figure this out, I was thirty two years old. I, I didn't know I, I just I was so dumb, I thought if you hired people they worked. You know? I thought if you hired people <laughs> that they would actually care. You know? Yeah. And um I, I you know, I so I just hired a bunch of people and then I was shocked that we had toxic people or that we had lazy people or that we had people that didn't care or whatever. And and I, I you know, I thought You just tell people what to do, they go do it. And that's what a boss is. A boss, you know, is is always in the push business. We're pushing Mm -hmm. people to do something Mm -hmm. and a good leader instead pulls. Bosses are pushy, leaders are pulley. And so I just get, now I get around the other side of the, the vision or other side of the task or other side of the project and I call everybody to join in. And those that don't join in get left at the station.
0: In your, in in the business outlook and vision that you have right now with Ramsey, I think the last time that we talked, you said that your focus was succession and you just mentioned the other Ramsey personalities that you have on board now, but what is the big initiative that is most preoccupying your mind? When you woke up this morning, came into work, saw the building, what is, uh, what's filling your mind right now?
1: Well, it's probably falls into three things, and they're interconnected. One, the continued development of these new layers of leaders and new leaders inside of our organization. I mean, we've we hired 175 people last year, uh, new people, and that that you know it just requires constant leadership development and and, uh, you know raising people up, sitting them in the seat of leader, calling them leader, and then making them making sure that they are leader. That that that's obviously one thing we spend a lot of time on i spend a lot of time on these personalities uh thinking about you know what's the product they're going to roll out next a digital mm-hmm. product a uh an event that we're going to do or who can we pair them with um you know to to create some kind of a different hybrid of a product what where can we launch it to create a megaphone whether it's a podcast or a radio or tv show or youtube launch and, and you know we spend an amazing amount of time on those kinds of things and focused on those kinds of things so i, I think that's it and then you know, in the background or overarching, all of that is just this surge into the digital realm, mm-hmm. the way that how can we deliver what we do in these different spaces and with these different voices into all these new digital offerings and and way to pull it off, because we can get to so many people so fast. Uh, a simple explanation of something as simple as as our podcast. We were doing one hour free every day. Uh, And uh, we just put all three hours of the Dave Ramsey show on podcast about two years ago. And it was the number four podcast in the world last year uh, in any category. I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, we're, we're having like a hundred million downloads a week. It's crazy how that can scale and how fast it can go. And it was something that was just sitting there. All we had to do was just make it, make the offering appropriately and, and you know, be smart about how we packaged it and, 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 you know, not kill it with putting too many ads in it or something like that. But but just what can we take that we're already doing and, and put it into a digital realm and let it go just explosive? And man, there's just, it's like infinite opportunity. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I love it. You know, you talk about you hired 175 people last year. And this year, and for the future, it's all about innovation. It's taking what you know works and presenting it in a new format, a new vehicle. What qualities do you look for when you're hiring people? I mean, what is it that they bring to the table that you go, oh, that's that's a that's a Ramsey person? Yeah, you know, we've
1: always had this thing around here where we said, so and so gets it. Mm-hmm. You know, that guy, that gal over there, they get it, they get it. And we didn't, we kind of all knew what we meant but we didn't all know what we meant because it wasn't just, and and my friend Pat Lincioni wrote a book and he and I do a lot of speaking together. He works with us a lot on our leadership stuff and uh, speaks for some of our leadership conferences. And he did a book uh, called the ideal team player. And the ideal team player has three components. They're, they're humble, meaning it's not all about them. Uh, It's all about getting it done and and, and they're hungry. So they're ambitious. They get it. They know their, their motors running and they're smart. And that means people smart, but also it just means smart. they know how to work with all with others, but they also they're just not dumb people and, and so uh I mean, we really look for people that are very, very talented and smart, but it's very important that they're humble uh that it's not all about them, they don't walk in and they're they're God's gift to whatever programming or whatever you know I don't need that in here I ain't got time I'm not that way, and I, nobody else is going to be that way so hum, hungry, humble, and smart fits into our equation really good, so he gave vernacular to uh gave us words to use to to explain what we meant when we said he gets it that guy gets it
0: that guy gets it all right i want folks to hear that again hungry humble and smart i love that line well hey real quick i want to just thank some of the sponsors that helped bring our show to us today I want to ask just, again, another another overall question when we look at trends. So if you look, let's say, over the past decade or even more recent as things are changing so quickly, trends in the financial realm of American people that have made things continually worse, and are there any that have helped things at all?
1: Well, I, I think on the personal finance front, we yeah. see that the student loan thing has continued to grow and continue to get out of control. So the student loan debacle, bubble, crisis, whatever we want to call it, is still very, very real. Um, credit cards, I mean, we've been fighting those for 30 years. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that they're any worse than they were, but they're not any better. I mean, there's still a, a pariah yeah. uh, with this. Um, convincing people that the American dream is not dead. There there's a percentage of our population that has kind of surrendered and become a little bit hopeless, uh, that is a little different than it was maybe thirty years ago when we started. And so I, I feel like I'm spending a lot of my emotional or spiritual energy convincing people that and giving, you know, giving them data points to prove it that, yeah, you too can win financially. You can retire with dignity, you can retire a millionaire, you can change your family tree, and just making people believe that they can do that, um, where when I was growing up, it's like, everybody thought you could do it. It was just, you know, what, what, how are we going to do it? And what were the steps? I was a tactical, but it was it didn't feel like the system was rigged against us when I was growing up. And a lot huh. of people kind of have this idea that they're stuck and it's things that they're a victim of the economy or the political system or whatever, some kind of an ism has got them or something, but it, it's just, just reminding people and showing them data points that they too can
0: win. So have we dumbed down our dreams or are you finding just people aren't dreaming as much at all?
1: I think they surrendered them to uh, political ideologies or to uh, whatever uh, wealth view ideologies to to where it becomes acceptable to be a victim instead of a victor. And it's just not acceptable in my life. And And if you intersect with me, I'm going to love you and I'm going to bust you until you hear that loud and clear. It's not acceptable.
0: So go ahead, Tom.
2: Yeah. I was just going to say the most powerful line that I have in our training that we do is I'll have the room repeat after me. I am ridiculously in charge of my dreams. And then we just let them say that. And then we let it sit silent for about 30 seconds. And it's like half the room suddenly understands, wait a second. Nobody's getting my dream, but me, they'd forgotten how to dream. So yeah. how, how do you see, how do you ignite that dream in people? What is it? Did you have like a lever or something that just like all of a sudden, like you said, early, they get it.
1: Well, I mean, as you guys know, and you train and teach and inspire for a living too. And some people aren't going to, they've got so many negative tapes running in their head from so many different sources that you just can't break through and so the reality is that some just will choose not to but that ridiculously in charge line is fabulous because you are you can just decide today to change just like that all of a sudden i decided nope, it's over i decided now there's a process that happens after that i mean a lot of hard work you got to learn some things you didn't know you got to read some books take some classes you know show up and dress up and get her done and all that you got to leave the cave kill something and drag it home all that's real But believing that you can is a really huge first step. So we, you know, we try to approach it through whatever lens that we feel like is broken in their life. If it's a spiritual thing, then I'm going to step in and just start, you know, explaining to them what God says about them in his word. If it's an emotional thing, I'll just be, you know, old ugly Uncle Dave and put my arm around them and walk with them. And hey, you know, you're 26 years old. My son's 26. So listen, here's how it is, boy. And I'm going to walk with you and show you and love you. And uh, if it's a relational thing, we're going to go through that lens. If it's a mathematical thing, we're going to go through that lens. If it's an economic thing, I'll just, but but I just have to defeat the mythology that's got their brain locked up in one of these areas, and then their hope comes alive.
0: Uh, So, looking at just again the thing you've been battling for so long, the average person overspending, has anything changed? Are there any categories that we are overspending more, doing more unnecessary expenditures in than before? Uh, Or is it pretty much just the same?
1: I think we have a a new thing that has occurred probably in the last decade and been increasing on a curve in the last decade, And, and that is keeping up with the Joneses has taken on a whole new um, level of energy with social media. Uh, Rachel talks about this. Yeah. My, my daughter has a number one New York times bestselling book that was, um, love your life, not theirs. And, uh, the whole premise is is that you can't look at Facebook and what, look at someone else's highlight reel and compare your life to their highlight reel. And, uh, cause you will spend yourself into oblivion, trying to keep up with something that's not real because no one puts pictures on Facebook of their kids screaming in a restaurant. You know, no one puts picture on their Facebook uh, of the couple fighting and stressing out over payments on this car that they shouldn't have bought. No one puts on Facebook, you know, the junk of our lives. They only put on there, Oh, look at me. My life is great. And, um, and then you try to keep up with their false life and, uh, you can really mess up your money. And I think if we're seeing any trends, um, it, it's there. And what would surprise you is you would think that that would be like millennials or something. No, this is like 55-year-old women that are on Facebook. My wife, you know, uh, age group, that kind of thing. And, and they're looking at this going, well, they got to go on this trip or they bought this or that. Yeah. And in their minds, they get this, well, I should be able to do that. That's not fair. And they don't have any understanding of how much debt all that stupidity involved.
0: Well, folks, uh, he mentioned his daughter, Rachel Cruz. We interviewed her. You can go back in our shows and find that incredible show on that, Keeping Up With The Joneses. Well, hey, Dave, I'll end with, in the same aspect of you talking about moving from boss to leader, when you started and here you are now, has the legacy that you want to leave changed or evolved much, or is it pretty much solid on where you started? Well, I probably
1: was starting – the legacy was something about me and or something about the the people that I have helped. And now the legacy is going to be, are we able to, uh, build this, uh, this organization in such a way that it survives me Mm -hmm. and that these personalities and this leadership team is able to continue to love people well and help them long after I'm gone in a way that's even better than when I was here, Mm -hmm. that the sales increase, the, the, uh, you know the growth is there that there's you know they just look back and they go i'm not sure how we ever made it when that old man was here holding us back you know and i just that would be a real legacy you
0: know, there's nothing more that any of us would like than to see that happen and it looks like it is in spades thank you dave so much for being with us today
1: honor to be with you my friends thanks for having me
2: thanks brother thank you
0: Well, that was a quick fun ride with Dave. Again, you can connect with him and everything they've got going on with Dave Ramsey that you can benefit from at DaveRamsey.com. Well, coming up in show 532, of course, you guessed that we drill into Dave Ramsey's personal daily habits for success following the seven spokes of the Ziegler Wheel of Life. Some interesting things, he and his wife Sharon get up at 4.45 a.m. every morning together to talk, pray, budget, and go over plans for the day. She then works out at the local gym while he uses his home gym and some running trails nearby. And yes, they spend time budgeting still today, though it's admittedly looking at bigger expenses, not the grocery budget. Uh, He also mentors a group of local young pastors and sites that that does so much to inspire the spiritual side of his life. He believes recreating is recreating and devotes time to joys such as barefoot skiing with his kids at his lake house. It was, it was a fun uh, time to go over these seven spokes of the Z- Ziegler Wheel of Life with Dave. Well, folks, till then, thank you so much for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.